0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Demystified, as we explore home cooking in a modern world. In this episode of Demystified, join us as we discuss steam settings and the role they play in cooking using your steam oven or your combi steam oven. So listen now as Linda and Paul discuss what's the go with steam percentages. Hi I'm Linda McGowan and I'm sitting here with Paul Mouncy and we're from Demystified where we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hi Paul. Hello Linda. Paul one of the questions we get asked an awful lot at Cooking with Steam is about percentages of steam. Now in my oven as you know my oven's really old really old and basic and it doesn't have percentages and yet it cooks pretty well. So when we get a lot of responses from people out, um, out there who bought steam ovens and just wonder about the percentages. How important is that in the cooking process?
1: Um, good question Linda. (laughs) Uh, the percentage of steam in the cooking process, the first thing that we need to take into account is Uh, what cooking process we're using so combi steam ovens these days are essentially multi-function ovens that do a multitude of different things Uh, generally when i'm training people on talking about percentages of steam we are talking about it when we are using a combi oven in a combination mode meaning dry heat and steam together Uh, that's the only time I discuss percentages because when we are doing standalone steaming steam is steam is steam and percentage is null and void to what we're cooking so uh, percentages of steam within cooking in a combination mode uh, the best way to understand it is to think about what you want from your dish at the end so as an example if we're cooking some bread we want it to have a nice crispy golden crust we want to add a smaller amount of steam. If we are cooking a chocolate cake, which we want to be super moist uh, and not have as much of a crust as, let's say a loaf of bread, we want to add more steam. So the rule of thumb is more steam, less crisp, less steam, more crisp.
0: It's interesting, Paul, because as you know, um, the oven I've got is about five years old and we're not even sure that the temperature's exact because that dial system is pretty old and goes up by increments of ten, and we're just guessing where exact temperatures like you know sixty-eight and seventy-two would be. And yet, by and large, everything we cook in there, except for when I stuff up the recipes, as you know I do frequently, some say when you cook in there, it comes out fantastic. And so I just. I'm not sure that the steam is a big player in the percentages because everything we've cooked for cooking with steam comes out really well. And so for the average home cook, a la me, I'm not sure that we can... we need Like, people need to worry about that as much as they do about maybe the process or their preparation.
1: Because no, you shouldn't, in the big scheme yes. of
0: things, I don't think the percentage of steam is going to make their dish any less great based on their
1: ingredients or their process no and you shouldn't get bogged down with it we know from cooking let's say a simple example like a leg of lamb that the addition of any amount of steam to the cooking process will improve the end result versus dry heat cooking or conventional oven fan forced yeah. cooking yeah. um but it isn't a detail which people should get bogged down with um The difference that most people would notice between a low and medium percentage of steam going into the oven or a medium and high percentage, uh, the difference in the end result that they would notice in their food is minuscule and minute, so they wouldn't notice it as much. Between a low percentage of steam and a high percentage of steam, there would be a noticeable difference. But the thing about it is, is that it's more about the technique in preparation versus what the oven can do for you
0: yeah because one of the things i've learned from you over the years i've known you is it's all about prep and it certainly has changed the way i plan out a meal now but with our oven you know the difference for me wasn't so much in the percentages of steam it was the leap from a dry conventional oven into a combi steam oven that was just revelatory it was just amazing I'm not even sure that's a word. Thank yeah, you for not that, horrible. Paul. <laughs> not, thank you for that, Paul. Um, but it was, it was just amazing. Once we got over that uh, that first fish dish that I cooked, that was just appalling. And who thought preset temperatures would work? But once you got over that and you made that first roast pork, where we just went, that was amazing. And so I think the difference between you cooking in a dry oven, normal oven, to a combi steam is the is the huge revelation, not so much 25 to 75% steam or 50% to 75% steam.
1: No, and again, it comes back to the actual cooking process for the dish that you're doing and what you want the end result to be. So it needs to be understood that combination cooking, where you're using dry fan force heat and an element of steam, regardless of the percentage of the steam, is a totally different cooking process to standalone steaming. So standalone steaming does not use dry fan forced heat, it uses steam alone. So to the point of combi and percentages and you know all the rest of that it like you say it doesn't have a major effect if you didn't know it was there but because you know it's there and because you've used it now you notice the difference. The learning curve is not in combination cooking. Combination cooking is what everyone does already. It is general 180 degrees fan force cooking. The difference is is we're adding a percentage of steam to help maintain a moisture content of whatever it is we're cooking. The learning curve in a combi steam oven is standalone steaming and understanding that the trick to that is lowering your temperature and increasing your time. So standalone steaming is the learning curve. Combination cooking is what people already know and already do in their regular day-to-day ovens. It's just that they don't have steam going into them. Yeah,
0: and having now had a combi steam oven, I'd never go back, but that's a different topic for another day. But I think you're right. I, I think, for me, the revelation of having the combi steam was in cooking fish at the right temperature and getting it right, not having that rubbery just inedible mess
1: come out. Yeah, and that's fish that was done in a standalone steam function. Yeah. Versus essentially a baked fish done with a combination function. Yeah, There needs to be a distinction made. And so many brands will use so many different terms and marketing terms, especially for what these appliances do. One of them being Moisture Plus, Hot Air, Humid. They've all got their own particular terminology. But what home cooks need to understand is that steaming food and combination cooking food are two separate methodologies that have got nothing to do with each other. Yes, they both involve steam, but they work totally differently with the food. You're confused already.
0: I know, you
1: can tell by the look on my face. So as in, okay, so let's say a roast pork recipe, okay? We're not gonna do a pork, on a standalone steam function to get a roasted pork recipe. No. We're going to use that combination function to get a roasted pork recipe because steam, standalone steaming, will only get to 100 degrees because steam doesn't get any hotter. So the maximum temperature on a steam setting you can set on any combi steam oven on a steam setting, a standalone steam setting, is 100 degrees. And it is humid, moist air. On a combination setting, you can put X element of steam into the oven and you can cook anywhere between generally 100 and 240 degrees. And that's where we do our roasted pork. So the distinction between steam cooking and combi cooking needs to be made. And there's, they're two different methods totally. So when we do a dish on cooking with steam that is, let's say, salmon, and we do a steamed salmon, it is done with steam alone. Temperature is Dry fan force temperature is not involved. If we do a dish of baked salmon, it will be done on a combination mode using a percentage of steam and a dry fan forced heat. The dry fan forced Mm. heat will cook the fish much quicker and give us a totally different result to standalone steaming.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I must admit, I... Um, I just still get a bit confused by some of this but and as long as I've been involved with cooking with steam it still is amazing to me how much there is to learn about food and preparation and, and every time you and I talk I always go home with something different to talk about and, and think about when I'm cooking and preparing food and, um, certain, and I love the steaming function not only for how it cooks food but in proving bread. I I also love looking at some of the the different manufacturers who release their notes and their books on how to use uh, their combi steam ovens, and they often refer to proving bread, leaving the dough on the bench for a period of time. And it's like, hey, guys, put it in. It can do it for you. Yeah. And uh, it's like they've forgotten how good these ovens are or they don't quite know how good they are and how versatile they are.
1: Yeah, and that's, again, showing a standalone steam function where we're working with a humid environment to activate the yeast whereas when we go to bake our bread we are using a combination mode with a high temperature and x percentage of steam it doesn't matter what but generally a smaller percentage of steam to bake the loaf so the you know given that we are talking about you know modern cooking for home cooks or modernistic cooking I suppose you would talk about it for home cooks we're not in the you know business of changing the way people cook we're in the business of trying to improve their end results through the appliance mm. so it, a, a bread is a, a bread is a really good example and people's different understanding and manufacturers for that matter their different understanding of you know, doing something as simple as proving a bread, there is methodology and technique behind it. And hitting a bread proof function on your oven, if you have one, fantastic. I can almost guarantee you that you can do it manually and set your oven to 40 degrees on a steam setting, and away you go and it'll do exactly the same job. So we kind of look at what you can do manually rather than what a manufacturer has dictated to you through preset options.
0: Well, as you know, I hate preset options because in my oven, which is uh, about five or six years old, they just don't work. In fact, none of the settings, and I love that even the test, uh, the test cases for um, the oven I've got is get a packet cake mix and put that in. And I thought, yeah, I haven't spent this money on an oven to do a packet cake mix, buddies. But none of the temperatures for veggies work. Certainly, I know from experience, the fish does not work.
1: Yeah, so I think, and this is only a guess, but I think what manufacturers do with presets and, let's say, preset recipes, and everyone's coming out with more and more and more, so they think, rightly or wrongly, but they think that's going to be a determining factor of whether a customer is going to purchase an oven or not by how many presets are built into the oven. My view on that is... That's not the way to sell an oven, but nonetheless they are there and so they're constantly growing. So you'll get a manufacturer that has got 80 preset functions and these aren't, sorry, not functions, but programs. And then you'll get one that's got 160 and then 200. The problem is, is that I see it, is that a manufacturer will over-engineer a preset program on purpose because you being the customer is going to spend two three four five six seven up to ten thousand dollars on an oven and expect to be able to put your chicken in and have it cook perfectly now if the chicken's slightly overcooked you'll let that slide through a preset program if the chicken is undercooked and raw and you've had it on a preset function dictated by the manufacturer are you going to be happy with spending your 10 grand on your oven then no wouldn't have thought so no. and the problem with oven programming and presets for ovens is again it's like writing a recipe it's down to interpretation so as you would know i've now written 300 close to 400 plus recipes and i give them to you and you know the prep the way they go the way it okay. works you watch the videos, all the rest of it but there has been times when the recipes have worked out differently And they've worked out differently because the way you've interpreted what you've seen or what you've read is different to the way that I work. And if you think about it in the same way with pre-programs, is someone somewhere has programmed in that this chicken at this weight needs to cook for this amount of time in this oven, that's fine. But do you know if they started their chicken from room temperature or straight out of the fridge? A lot of people might get their chicken straight out of the freezer and put it in the oven and think that it's going to work. So interpretation of recipes, essentially, which is what pre-programs are, will change in results.
0: And also changes results when you don't read the recipe properly and you leave out quite important ingredients like eggs from a cake batter. I've learned that from experience, I know. And uh, Creating
1: frisbees is what we call <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> uh, it was a very uh, unexcited cake. It was still tasted nice, it just didn't have the eggs. But uh, you're right about... Some of those uh, and some of those food demos that you and I have attended over the years, where people have taken frozen things out of a freezer and put it into them, they just don't work. You know it's. I mean,
1: everyone's time poor these days and wants uh, things to be faster and quicker and easier and better. And if you're listening to this or you know of cooking with steam, you're into it because you're a keen cook. You're not just passing by generally. So you want to improve your cooking skills or you want to maybe open up a few new options in your recipe repertoire. So everyone does want something faster, quicker, better. I will say it and I'll say it forever in a day that good food takes time. You go out to a restaurant, you sit there and you sit there for two hours and you have a nice three, four course dinner. What you haven't seen is the 14 hours that went into that meal beforehand. Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, I take issue with a little bit about what you said before about not wanting to change the way we cook. I did want to change the way I cooked and we've already explored that in an earlier podcast. No,
1: but it's not changing the way you cook, but it's I, understanding. Well, what I wanted to doing.
0: explore how to use it mm-hmm. and oven differently, how to cook differently. I didn't I wanted to cook fish and I'd never ever cooked fish properly before. And it tasted terrible and the other night uh, Dougie was away and I invited some girlfriends around and I cooked a fish dish the snapper with leek and I cooked that From scratch in front of people and it was effortless because I knew the process. I knew what to do. I'd planned it um, But I would never have cooked fish ever before and, uh, and I yeah, think yeah, that's, Now that's, I know yeah. how and now I know not to use my presets, but how how it does work and I think I, would, I think that's what I've gained out of having the combi steam oven is an appreciation of better cooking, better style of cooking, better certainly better preparation and reading recipes and not just relying on this will do. That's what's really helped me at home. Yeah, and
1: everyone will learn differently. So, it's, yes, that's the way that you went about it, but maybe someone just does want to improve their roast chicken. Maybe they do. Yeah. Uh, maybe okay. they don't. I mean... Yeah. The problem with cooking is, is that everyone has their own technique, Mm. their own style, their own way they want to do things, and some people will go, no, I think I'll just add a pinch of this or a dash of that, which is fine. I mean, there, the problem with cooking is that there are no laws, but there are. There are no laws to what goes with what with food, okay, but people read a recipe. Some people read recipes as though they're the Bible. And they have to follow it to the gram step by step. Whereas some people go, oh, I'll just throw that in, throw this in. That matters for things like pastry cooking. But for general day-to-day cooking, it, that doesn't matter as much. But then, so you can say there are no laws for cooking, but then there are only a certain amount of cooking methods that you can use to cook something. So there are laws. You can't change the way that steam actually works and what the effect it has on the food. The only thing that you can control and change is the actual food itself and what you put with it. But the actual process of cooking itself, no one has invented a new cooking medium or technique in hundreds and hundreds and ever. As an apprentice, you are taught the 10 base level techniques of food, frying, shallow frying, deep frying, grilling, steaming, baking, roasting, there's a finite amount of cooking techniques and mediums which we can use, but what, and they're the rules that you are bound by, but the rules that you aren't bound by is what you decide to put with your chicken. So we're in a world of having, being bound by rules but having freedom, and that's where people get confused. So the things that do matter more than anything else, and you've heard me say ad nauseum to a million people, is time and temperature. If you look at any recipe, barring pastry cooking and cake making and things like that, where you need super accuracy, but if you look at a recipe with a piece of fish and it says season the fish with, I don't know, garam masala and coriander, and you look in your fridge, you look in your pantry and you've got cumin and dukkha, can you replace that? Yes, you can. What should you change in the recipe? Just that? Yes. Should you change the time and temperature because you changed a spice for a spice and a spice rub for a spice? No, you shouldn't. So you are kind of bound by laws and they're not bound by laws. But the key to any recipe is what the temperature says and what the time says.
0: Lovely. And on that note, thank you, Paul. We'll finish with this episode and uh, we look forward to next time catching up on Demystified. See you later. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.